Hey there, friend. Listen, I want to invite you to join me for an upcoming presentation I'm offering called How to Shift from Willpower to Want Power. If you're tired of feeling like you have the best of intentions with food and weight, only to have it all fall by the wayside by the time your head hits the pillow at night, then this is for you. If you're interested in making permanent weight loss easier and less of a struggle, then this is for you. If you're curious what want power is, which you probably should be, and can't wait to learn how to incorporate it into your journey toward peace and freedom around food, then this is for you. I'll be presenting live twice on Wednesday, May 1st, 2024, at both noon and 7.30 p.m. Central Time Zone. I'll answer your questions live and we'll have a really good time together. But if you can't make either of those days, I'm not going to make you get a replay emailed into your inbox only for it to get lost and never be watched no matter how deeply you want to make time to go through it. Because I mean, honestly, who are we kidding? (laughs) We've all done this, including me. No, instead, we are offering multiple watch parties for several days after the live presentation. So come watch the replay with other doctors and interact in the chat with them and my team. So either way, whether you come live or to a watch party, it will be worth your time for sure. All you have to do is register at katrinaubellmd.com forward slash want power. That's katrinaubellmd.com forward slash W-A-N-T-P-O-W-E-R. See you there. You are listening to the Weight Loss for Busy Physicians podcast with Katrina Ubel, MD, episode number 51. This is Weight Loss for Busy Physicians, the podcast where busy doctors like you get the practical solutions and support you need to permanently lose the weight and feel better so that you can have the life you want. This is the resource you've been looking for to guide you on the journey to overcome your stress eating and exhaustion and move into freedom around food. Here's your host, Dr. Katrina Ubel. Hey, happy new year, my friend. Welcome back to the podcast. So glad to have you back on the second day of 2018. How exciting. We're right back to having to figure out how to write a new year, right? It's going to take us a couple months before we stop writing 2017 and start writing 2018. If you've listened to my early podcasts from last year, you recall me talking about how we can be patient with ourselves with mistakes on our weight loss journey, just like we can be patient with ourselves when we mix up the year and still think it's 2017. So what I want to talk to you about today is a really exciting topic. It's how to make this year, 2018, the last year you have weight loss as your New Year's resolution (laughs) or on your list of New Year's resolutions. Many of us have our list of New Year's resolutions, things that we want to improve in our lives, things that we want to work on, things that we want to change. I always kind of joke that I feel like for a mom, it's back to school time is a a mom's New Year's time. But I think for all of us, the holidays wrap up and we start thinking, okay, what do I want this year to be for me? What was 2017 like? Did I get what I wanted? Did I create for myself what I wanted? Did I get the results that I wanted for myself? And what do I want to create for myself in 2018? So even if you're not a resolution person, we can still talk about this because I think it's just a time of reflection. 
And most of us will spend some time reflecting in that way. So whatever you end up calling it, potato, potato, doesn't really matter. We can still talk about that process. So what is a resolution? Dictionary.com says it is the act of resolving or determining upon an action, course of action, method, procedure, etc. So most people will end up looking at their news resolution kind of as a want, right? I want to make more money. I want to lose weight. I want to improve my relationships, things like that. And you might have somewhat of a plan to get started. But when you think about that definition, determining upon an action, that really is deciding on that plan, really being very clear. And in order to be successful, you need more than resolve (laughs) to follow that plan. And that's the key thing here, right? The resolution can be what first ignites the idea to get this going, but it's not going to be what carries you through to the end, which is not surprising to us, right? Because think about how many people have New Year's resolutions and by, you know, (laughs) the second week in January, it's already gone or for sure by the time February rolls around. And it's just that resolution is not enough. So in my opinion, rather than resolutions, we should spend this time of year revisiting our goals for ourselves. And some of you, many of you might be thinking, well, I don't write down goals for myself. I don't really have goals for myself. When you do that, that's really living from a more reactionary place, so to speak, right? Life is just kind of being handed to you. You're handling it. You're dealing with it. You're moving through the paces, but you aren't really deliberately and intentionally creating what you want for yourself in your life. Now, it could be that you do that in some areas of your life and not in others. Maybe in your job you do, but you don't at home, or maybe you do with relationships, but you don't with your food or something like that. And so It's good to see, are you already doing this in a certain place where you're very goal driven? And if so, then you can just basically take those same skills that you're already applying to that area where you're successful in doing that, and then just extrapolate it to a different area of your life. So writing them all out is the next step. Okay. So you're thinking, I don't have all these goals. It's time to to write them all out, to make just a long list. What are all the things that you would like to achieve in the next year, 2018? And then I want you to pick one that you want to make great strides in. Constrained to just one. This may feel very restrictive to you because everything is going to seem very important and necessary. And you're not going to just want to pick one. (laughs) But in our case, those of us listening to this podcast, it could be losing the weight for good, right? Permanently losing that weight in 2018. Now, I want to be clear, though, because there will be other goals on that list that are also really good goals, also things you want to move forward on. And by picking and constraining to just one goal, that doesn't mean that you don't keep moving forward with other things, right? Say your house is currently under construction. And you really want that to turn out well. That doesn't mean that you can't work on weight loss while you're working on getting your home completed. Of course, you can do both. But I really want you to pick just one thing that is your primary goal. It really is the thing that is your priority. This always gets done. And then with your extra time, you get the other things done as well. So you probably have some things you want to move forward on at work, some things you want to move forward on personally. Those are all great. But you just know that this primary goal that you've constrained down to 
is the main thing that you're working on. And you won't choose another goal until you have accomplished this one, no matter how long it takes. So then I want you next to make it measurable. And so what I mean by that is that you really define how you're going to know if you've achieved the goal, right? It can't be something like, I want to feel more free around food. Like, okay, that sounds great. How are you going to know when you are more free around food? So one example with weight loss that can be very measurable is I want to lose 40 pounds in six months. So you could say by 11.59 p.m., June 30th, 2018, I will weigh 150 pounds. Then see what your brain does. (laughs) Because your brain is probably going to tell you that this is unrealistic. So be careful of trying to avoid a goal because you think it's unrealistic. What we really mean when we say we don't want to be unrealistic is that we want to be more comfortable. We want to avoid the discomfort of stretching ourselves and growing. And we also want to avoid the possible discomfort that we would experience if we were disappointed because we didn't reach our goal. So we'll often say, well, I don't want to get my hopes up or I don't want to set myself up for failure. I don't want to set myself up for going off plan. And what I want to offer to you is that that really is failing ahead of time. Right? Rather than getting your hopes up and thinking, you know what? I can do it. I'm going to do 40 pounds of weight loss in the next six months. I'm going to get this done. It's going to be amazing. And not achieving it and then being disappointed, you're just disappointing yourself ahead of time right now. So you don't even get the pleasure of having your hopes up and looking forward to something and having dreams for yourself, which is such a huge part of being a human. So for many of us, this is just our default way of operating where we really just want to keep it safe, want to keep it realistic, want to keep it doable and achievable. And that is totally fine, but you will not make the progress that you're wanting to make when that is how you set up your goals for yourself. Guaranteed. So there's a person named Mark Manson, and he asks this question that I think is one of the most brilliant questions of all time. Forgive the language. If you have children around, hit pause right now, possibly, if this offends you. His question is, what flavor of shit sandwich do you want? Don't you love that? It's like you have to pick a flavor of shit sandwich. And so what does that mean? What that means is that there are bad parts to everything. So right now, you likely have been just taking whichever sandwich has been handed to you, right? You're just creating this overweight body. And that's the shit sandwich that you're eating every day. And you might actually prefer a different shit sandwich. So how this applies is that right now you experience a considerable amount of discomfort, probably physically and emotionally, from having an overweight body, right? You overeat, you beat yourself up, and you talk to yourself in a very unkind way. When you see your body in the mirror, you feel very uncomfortable physically, possibly in how your body moves, how much pain you may be experienced from having extra weight on your body. And also just feeling really negatively about yourself that you don't like how your clothes fit. You don't like the way you're showing up. Many physicians will feel like such a hypocrite for giving advice on how to lose weight to their patients, but not doing the work themselves or not having success themselves. 
All of that is a flavor of shit sandwich. So that's the one you're choosing right now. And the one that you could choose instead would be the one that requires you to feel your feelings, feel desire for food and not act on it. Follow your plan even when you really don't want to. Manage your emotions instead of just being reactive. Like that's a lot of discomfort too. It is not a walk in the park. Oftentimes, we often think we're going to lose the weight and then life will be better. Our thinking will be better. We'll think differently about ourselves, feel differently about ourselves. I can promise you that is not the way it works. You have to change that way that you think and feel about yourself now so that you can have that when you lose the weight. So, so, so important. So maybe you've then decided, okay, I want the shit sandwich that comes with a side of freedom around food, permanent weight loss, and never having to worry about your weight again. Awesome. That's fantastic. And you have your measurable goal. Then what you do next is you make a list of all the things you need to do, all the actions you need to take to create this result. Be really, really detailed. Make a long list. Think of the events you have coming up, any travel you have coming up, anything that could be difficult or challenging for you, and write down how you want to approach all of those things. This is going to be your list of massive actions. When you are thinking, what should I be doing? You need to go to that list and do those things. It's very clear. Next, your brain is going to tell you all the reasons why none of this can ever happen. (laughs) Thank you, brain. (laughs) It's going to tell you all the reasons it's completely impossible and that you're a total idiot for ever even thinking that this is a good idea. And that's our primitive brain, right? Why are you changing things? This certainly sounds like a terrible idea. It's going to make you very uncomfortable and we should just be hiding in the cave and seeking comfort at all times. That's what your brain wants for you, your primitive brain, not your prefrontal cortex, which is your rational brain. So I want you to write down all of those reasons why you can't do it, even the totally ridiculous and irrational ones. Write them all down, empty every corner of your brain and get them all done. And this now is your list of obstacles. Okay, so you know what you want, you know what you need to do, and now you have your list of obstacles. And then finally, what you're going to do is you're going to go through one by one from obstacle to obstacle that you've listed out, and you're going to brainstorm solutions to each one. And don't let your brain say that won't work, that solution won't work. Just write it all down. You never know how a couple of those solutions might end up, you know, (laughs) weaving together and forming the actual true solution. Just write them all out. You're just brainstorming, you're not evaluating them. And then you now have your path to your goal. You have the stepping stones. When we think, I don't know how to do it. This is how you do it. You have your list of obstacles and you go from obstacle to solution, obstacle to solution, obstacle to solution, all the while taking massive action from that list of actions that you need and want to take. So (laughs) this sounds simple, right? It really is simple, but it's not necessarily easy. But this is what I want you to know. It can be easy, but most of us have a lot of thoughts and beliefs that don't make it as easy as it really could be. And it's really important that we spend time working through all of these thoughts and beliefs because 
as you know from studying that thought model, the thoughts and beliefs that you have right now are creating the result of your overweight body. I'm going to repeat that. The thoughts and beliefs that you have right now are creating the result of your overweight body. If you're somebody who's lost the weight, right, and you're keeping it off, your current thoughts and beliefs are creating that result of your thin body permanently. So in order for you to create that permanently thin body as your result, not only will your actions need to change. That's why you can't just go to Weight Watchers and follow their plan, or you can't just do Jenny Craig or count all your macros, right? You need to do more than that. You need to change your feelings and your thoughts as well. And the way that you do that is by investigating them on a regular basis with daily thought downloads and doing your models on those thoughts. So I want you to go back and review those early podcasts about how to use the model. I want you to practice separating out the circumstance or the neutral fact from the thoughts because nothing is a problem in your life. You just have thoughts that create problems in your life. It's very important for you to see this because people really struggle with the model when they can't separate those out. So you need to work on separating that C from that T. You need to focus on identifying the emotions that your thoughts are creating for you and also taking responsibility for not only all of your actions, but all of your feelings as well. That's that emotional adulthood, not thinking anybody else is making you feel any way or making you respond or act in any way, especially those of us with kids, right? We think that they are creating that frustration for us or upset or whatever it is. And recognizing and accepting the fact that we are creating that for ourselves 100% of the time. And so at any time, we can give that up if we decide we want to and we decide that it has an upside for us. So as you go along on your weight loss journey, new obstacles will come up, right? You'll have to identify them and problem solve them. And maybe at some point your plan won't be working anymore and you'll have hit a plateau and you're going to need to modify it. This is also not a problem. You can expect that this will happen and make sure that you don't choose thoughts that make you think that everything's falling apart or that it's not working or that this isn't possible for you. And then the first time and subsequent times you go off plan because you can plan for that, right? Nobody is going to be perfect. Nobody is never going to struggle. And when you struggle and go off plan, that's how you start figuring out where you're still struggling, where you still have work to do. And so you get to choose how you want to approach that when you go off plan. You can make it mean you're a failure and that this is just nonsense, or you really can learn from it and move forward on your path to your natural weight permanently. So Tony Robbins says, if you don't put it on your calendar, it isn't real. And I really want to emphasize to you that you have to plan for time to plan your food, journal your food, and do your thought management. This does not mean that you need hours. In fact, once you really constrain your food down and journal in a way that's very, very quick and efficient, it shouldn't take you long at all to do that, but it still needs to be done every day. And even your thought management, I mean, really eight to 10 minutes a day is plenty, but you need to do it every day. So put it on your calendar so that it actually happens and hold yourself accountable to it. 
I seriously believe that this is the secret to the universe. Once you can learn to make a plan and stick to it, regardless of whether or not you feel like it, when the time comes to do it, you will make more progress in your life than you ever could imagine. It is such an amazing, amazing skill to develop for yourself. So you can call this a resolution or you can call it your goal for 2018, but whatever you decide, plan accordingly. Go through this goal setting process and then when it gets hard, don't make it mean that something is going wrong. I like to remind myself that I can be uncomfortable and sit with desire in front of this food that's not on my plan or I can be uncomfortable every time my muffin top folds over my pants like it used to. Ultimately, it's a wash, right? Which flavor of shit sandwich do you want? I'll choose the desire in front of the food because it doesn't last as long as the muffin top. (laughs) My personal choice. So if you want to download or print out the transcript for this podcast, or even just read it on the internet, so you can get all the steps that I just talked about all neatly written out for you, then head over to the show notes page for this episode, which you can find over at katrinaubellmd.com forward slash 51. And you can just scroll down a little bit and you'll find it right there. So there's a great new little area where you can read and just scroll right there, or you can download the actual transcript as well. All right. Have a great week. Happy new year. Can't wait for all the goodness that's to come for all of us in 2018. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us on Weight Loss for Busy Physicians. Now take the next step and go to KatrinaUbellMD.com to download just what you need. Join us again next week for more support to keep you in control and on the path to freedom around food.